Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana, and today we're joined again by Leah D'Ambrosio of Bake Smart. Hi, Leah. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me again. Before we get started today, um, I just want to add that we now have a Twitter account specifically for the podcast. So if you are interested in following us and getting some content about our past episodes and future goings on, um, you can follow us at at <laughs> Highness Podcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Or you could just search Twitter for your Highness Podcast and it should come up. Um, and if you would like to be featured on this podcast in the future, you can reach out to us at your highness podcast at gmail.com. And we also have some sponsorship options available that are fairly affordable in my opinion. And if you have any interest in exploring those options, you can reach us at the same email, which is again, your highness podcast at gmail.com. So. We're going to get started today with our new favorite findings or our, our favorite new discoveries in the industry. Leah, do you want to start with yours? I would love to start. So mine is um, Select. They are an oil company. Actually, it's um, it started off as Cura in Oregon, and they're a great oil company. They do great things for the community. They're always voted best in Oregon, and so they have this wonderful select CBD vape pen um, that you can get. It's disposable, but it is a wonderful. They have a lavender one, which I love, and they also have a mint one. Um, and then they have a grapefruit one, which I haven't um, tried. But Relax is the lavender one, and Focus is the um, peppermint one. Now, whether or not I get those properties from it, I really can't say. But I do love the flavor, and they are so great. And the packaging, I love my packaging because it's simple, and they aren't trying too hard. I don't like it when I get these really, like, crazy-looking packages, and you're like, you're just trying to let's call it what it is, but they have really nice, clean, simple packaging. And um, you can get their select CBD vape pens. You can go on their website. It's um, selectoil.com and order their um, pens. And if you're in Oregon, they also have different pens with THC. So you can get like a select with a sativa, a hybrid, or an indica. They have one that's Shatter. They have an Elite line, and they also have a THC. The A line, which is like a almost like a keef, it's just like a powdered form, and you can right. put it. It's for people to do for dabs. Um, yeah, but it's 
Yeah, but I it's got 99.9% THC. So I, I don't know. I would never try that because, one, I don't dab, and that just seems a little too crazy for me. But if you're in Oregon, I do recommend you go check out Select. I used to work with um, Amy who was one of the, Amy McClintock, who was one of the um, head people there. And she was amazing. She's helped me out so many different times. Um, just always got our oils in there, always had great results with it. And so we really love Cura and their select oil line. So that's my product of the awesome. week. Uh, mine is actually an app and it was created by Stephanie Karasik. It's called Strain Print. And so uh, you can actually read it. A recent profile was done of her on her Canna Life, which is um, it's Elementa's publication where they feature women in the industry, and I definitely recommend checking that out because you'll find out about some amazing pioneers every day. Anyway, so Stephanie has created this app um, called Strain Print where you can, in real time, man, you can put in your symptoms that you're having, you can enter which strain you're using and how it affects you. And you basically monitor the experience while you're doing it. And it helps you keep track of which ones work for you, which ones don't. And it can also, I believe, gives you recommendations from other people. So I think that's really a great way to just kind of um, consciously consume. And and it gives you an easier way to keep track of how all of these things are affecting you. And um, you can download the app, it looks like, on iTunes or on Android. But the website is strainprint.ca. And I definitely recommend checking that out because I think that's a really cool, cool app. That sounds amazing. That is exactly what I would love to get because that's what I'm looking for. You know, you, you don't know with these different strains. And since I'm so just sensitive, mm-hmm. I would love that because I'm looking for that really high CBD strain. I don't really want a lot of THC, but as you know, you need some of the THC to make it effective. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this sounds like an amazing app. I'm downloading it right now. As you were talking, I'm like, oh, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's a very cool way to, and, and it also helps you kind of avoid any uh, bad experiences in the future because, you know, sometimes you, you, exactly. don't, you don't think about writing down your experience until later and you might right. think, oh, what, what was that that I had? And it even has a thing for you to say how you consumed it and like what method you used, which I thought was really cool. Um, oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah. And it's a woman owned company, so that's even better. <gasps> oh, we love that. We yeah, love that. Absolutely. And I'd love to have her on sometime. So she hears this. <laughs> I know, right? Reach out to us. <laughs> um, that so. would be, so, oh my God, I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, they just have like every single ailment you could possibly yeah. have. Um, this is really great. So yeah. I'm definitely going to use this. That's really wonderful. Yeah. I I'm glad so. you chose them as your, <laughs> so here's, here's one of my things. So and then they say, oh, well, oh, so here's things. So I have eczema. So this is really wonderful because then you click on eczema, but then under that, it says, do you um, suffer from anxiety, depression, inflammation? It asks you, it goes even deeper, which is, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have depression, so I won't choose that. But yeah, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, and so today our topic 
is going to be three proven ways to boost your brand. And as we both know, in this industry, there's so many people in the startup um in, in startup mode, you know, with, with very right. little funding, if any, and, and very often you'll see one person is doing 10 people, the job of 10 people. So it can be right. overwhelming. And, and we're all like, how can we, you know, make ourselves stand out? It's, it's not easy, but there are some ways that you can make yourself stand out without having to put too much money or too much effort out. Um, I believe. And the first one we have is reach out. And what we mean by that is to reach out to publications, bloggers, reporters, podcasts. Um, and you're familiar with this, Leah, like sending out your oh, products yeah. so, to people. So, yeah. I mean, I could totally just identify with this because and it, and it, and this really is these three proven ways really are proven because I've done them. And being a bootstrap company, you don't have a lot of resources to go out and get advertising or, you know, do PR. And so the one thing that I did was I just started sending my product out to different reporters and bloggers. And I'm, I mean, I, I sent stuff to you. And so that is a really great way because you never know. I remember we got um, reviewed by Mary Jane an article in Mary Jane and we had no idea, but we had sent them stuff a long time ago, never heard back, mm -hmm. but they ended up reviewing it and it was a great review. And that's huge it is because huge. you can put that review on your website. You can use it in all your promotional material. Exactly. Social media, you can link back to them. Hopefully they'll link back to you. So I think that this is a really great one that you really need to share your product, share your story. Yeah. You know, people want to know why are you in this cannabis space? Right. What brought you here? This is a brand new industry. So share your story. I mean, so everybody's story is different and everybody's story is unique. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it so great. Right. Because I know you have your story. I have my story. I love hearing other people's story. You and I were just talking about today uh, about another woman that you met that you really like and support yeah. and, and her great story. And so I think your story really defines you and helps set you apart yeah. because yeah, there may be a lot of edible makers, but maybe your story is really unique about why you got into edibles. And so when you're reaching out to bloggers, reporters in the podcast or any other publications, share your story, yeah. share your product, but share your story. So they know, wow, this is what led this person here. And that helps them to write something about you. Right. And, and as a freelance journalist and someone who's been in this content producing industry for some time, um, I, <laughs> yeah. I would give a, a few tips on that is that first of all, I mean, you may think your story is super unique and, and relevant and it probably is, but when it comes to journalism, it's very, you know, to the point, what, what makes you, what sets you apart? That's not, that's not to right. say don't put yourself out there and reach out to people, but it is to say that you should look at what that person is writing. What have they written? What can you tell what they're about? Don't just blindly send your products or your pitch right. to just anybody in the masthead. Um, you want to read, at least read one thing that they've written before. That's <laughs> you a reach really out to good them. point. Yeah. Because That's a really good point. You have to let them know that they, you actually know who they are. Right. Yeah. It, because first of all, as a writer, one of the, the biggest compliments you can get is, oh, I love your writing. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's so true. 
And so you want to say, hey, look, I read this article you did in, you know, Dope Magazine or Leafly or whatever it is, and I really liked how you pointed this out or something like that. Or if it's someone who who reviews a lot of products, read one of their reviews and say, you know, I really enjoyed that review you did for so-and-so. Would you be interested in reviewing my products? I'll send you the products. Now, I will also say we love to receive free things. Everybody does. (laughs) <laughs> right. But just make sure that you are sending it to someone who can actually, you know, use them and then it just won't sit there and, you know. Um, well, and- right. Know who you're going to send it to. Like, don't be sending your product, whatever it is, to a reporter that's never written about that type of product right. or isn't even in the field. You have to really do some research. But that research doesn't take a whole lot of time and yeah. the payoff could be huge for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, reach out to podcasts. There's so many out there. Reach out to us. I love having people on here. And, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't always have to chase down the interviews, but sometimes in the beginning I did and people were just flabbergasted that I was reaching out to them. So people do want to oh, hear I know you. I was. Yeah, I know that I was so honored when you reached out to me. And you know what? It's so funny because you and I have talked about that and you told me, it's like, look, people are always looking for stories. Mm -hmm. Reach out because people are always looking for stories. I mean, they have to fill something every single day or at least five days a week. And they, you know, you can imagine all the stories they have to come up with. So make it easy for them. Yeah. And And I remember that was really important. I thought, oh, wow, that really stuck with me when you said that. Yeah. And and when people, and when I said earlier that you you have to make sure, you might think that your story is unique, but but it might not be to the, the person you're reaching out to. What I meant with that, and I should have expanded, you can find a hook. You know, it, it could be right. It could be a movie that's coming out, and you could say, you know, I have um, a similar experience to this movie because blah blah blah. I mean, that's not a really great example, but there are many ways that you can make a hook happen. So you can say, uh, you know, like March is Endometriosis Awareness Month, right? So maybe you reach out to someone, right? Maybe you make an edible, or maybe you make a to- um, a product that is specifically targeted to women who have chronic pain. So you reach out to someone who has written about cannabis and also has endometriosis, uh, like me. <laughs> but um, right, because right. we're out no, there, you know. Completely. And and so you could say, you know, just make that connection. Say, oh look, I know you've written about this, and you've written about this. I have this product that kind of puts those two together. What about that? That's perfect. So, you know, you just have to think outside the box, as cliche as it sounds. You really do have to just think of any kind of way. Just take yourself out of the just regular, you know, way of doing things and, and just just throw put yourself out there. Because the worst thing that can happen is they say no or they ignore you. And after you've been ignored so many times, it, it gets easier. <laughs> so true. So true. So true. No, it is true. And, it, and it's hard to put yourself out there. But you know what? The first step is the hardest, but once you do it, it it, it's, it gets easier and easier. And just just send it out. I mean, reach out, mm-hmm. reach out with your hand out. That's what I say. <laughs> um, so no, but you always offer something one. in return, and that's awesome. Which which well, brings us to the next one. Which brings us to the next one, right? So you reach out with your hand out, but you know what? Offer something. So if you're reaching out to a reporter, obviously you're offering your story, you're offering product, whatever it is. But let's say like. Well, for you and I, as an example, bartering for success, I couldn't afford um, to pay because we're totally bootstrapped. Not that you're 
um, expensive or anything. You're so reasonable. But I had no extra money to pay for content writing. Mm -hmm. And you offered, you say, hey, you know, I really like your product. I'll do it. And I felt like, well, no, I need to do something bad. So when I went to MJ Biz Conference and a couple other trade shows, I took your um, cards and I asked ladies that I met, would they be interested in being interviewed for your show? And I got such a great huge response like a positive response to that and what it did was not only was I helping you find people you could interview but it also helped me to meet a lot of really wonderful ladies like mm-hmm. the lady in Marin who does her own delivery service I mean she was so great and, and many other women that were there at the conference and we went to you know the NCIA events and other events it's just a great way and that's a perfect example of bartering mm-hmm. and I know you probably have other examples too right I mean if if you have there, there are networking groups out there and and uh, nonprofits that are really great opportunities for networking and meeting people, and and a lot of times these events are not funded at all. If they are, they have very little funding. So you can say, hey, mm-hmm. do you need me to work the door and you know um, take money from people or. Or maybe you could provide childcare if it's a child-friendly um, event. You know, anything that you you. That's can a great do. idea. Because I come from a lot. I've had a lot of different industries that I've worked for. You know, I have a lot of different experiences as far as like my my career life <laughs> is concerned. And so, <laughs> and so sometimes I'll have to pull on you know whatever I've learned in the past, and it it it, it may not seem like I have those those resources, but I have to go through my, you know, mental Rolodex of what can I do for this person? You know, um, I did real estate for a long time and I worked in the mortgage industry. So maybe I could help somebody look at a lease for, you know, commercial building and and maybe I could, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or maybe I could help them with their loan application. Um, you know, you just have to like lean on the other things that you've done in your life, you know, not exactly what you're doing right now because you might not be able to do, um, or offer something that, that your skill set is at the moment, if that makes any sense. Right. No. And I mean, and sometimes we have to really dig deep uh, for your skill set. I mean, like, so I was an executive assistant for years and years and years. I can easily help someone organize an event, like, so easily. It's like I can do it with my eyes closed. Yeah, and you and helped me learn PowerPoint, which is another thing. That you <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like there's a lot – sometimes you just have to dig deep. You think, okay, well, I need to find a skill set that's, you know, directly related to cannabis. But actually some of those other sets actually are more important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have skill sets like the PowerPoint or just proofreading. Like right. proofreading is such a huge thing. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of different things you can do to help. So, so just dig deep. And yeah. that's, you know, really just dig deep reach out, but definitely reach out to people. And then when you do say, Hey, look, I don't have any money, but I'm happy to do this. This is my skill set. And I can guarantee you probably at least 70% of the people will be like, Oh my God, I would love it if you would do this. And yeah, I'll definitely give you something. I mean, I just feel like, especially in this space, right. With the cannabis space, you know, Diana, I mean, People Everybody don't, people don't want to ask for things for free a lot of times. I mean, most, no, most and people shouldn't. don't want to you ask. No, and you shouldn't ask. And, and so, but if, but if you could make a connection that is mutually beneficial, you know, whatever that is to you, um, you know, right. you, you'd be surprised just saying like, hey, look, um, you know, I might not be able to do anything that seems like an immediate benefit, but maybe I can, you know, manage your social media for a little bit. In return, you can, you know, give me a membership to this 
uh, group or maybe that's a great idea you know things like that you just have to lean on what you've done in the past because the thing that sets this industry apart from every other one in my opinion and also I think a lot of other people's opinions is that you can take all of these things that you've done in your life and apply it to this industry it's all applicable so it's like oh definitely I'm not working in mortgages right now or I'm not you know doing hair right now because I was also in cosmetology but you know maybe I could do someone's hair for an event um, you know, there's, there's oh, definitely, like, well, for an appearance, right? right? I mean, if someone's got a TV or an appearance that's going to be videotaped, I mean, I would definitely barter with someone for that because there's nothing worse than having an appearance and not being able to like have somebody do your hair or do your makeup or just make you look, just give you that extra ump. Like, Hey, you look great. This is what I would do. Maybe, you know, do this with your hair, put your hair back, you know, so they can see your face, that kind of things. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I would trade for that. Yeah, so, so just dig deep, right. dig deep when you're looking for skills. Yeah, absolutely, and and that goes into the third one, which is show your face. Um, you know, and that that can be difficult for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But once, you, yeah, it's difficult for me. It's yeah. definitely difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, same here. I mean, I'm not shy, but <laughs> it is hard to put yourself <laughs> out there. I think uh, for most people. But if you go to these events, like the first one I went to, um, the S- Southeast Cannabis Expo, it was, it was great. You know, I, I there were so many people there, and there were so many people willing to have a conversation without trying to sell me anything. And I'm used to going to these trade shows, like like I said, in the mortgage industry stuff like that. It's it's a different atmosphere completely. <laughs> it's like everybody is there right. to sell you something. And yes, people did have their booth set up, and they were trying to you know promote their their companies but that's not what the experience was the experience was let me like it was a a lot of connections and a lot of just conversations about how how they got into this industry so um i think it's surprising to most people how different this industry is in that sense that these events are much more about connecting um Mm -hmm. and educating education Mm -hmm. is huge there's so many opportunities for education and so if you're not really like if you're not really confident about being out about your usage or being out about being in this industry just having some conversations with people who have been in it for a while you you get that extra you know boost in confidence of why you should do that and it gives you confidence to do your you know to do well with whatever your business is too i think um, oh, I think so too. I yeah. mean, I think if you, especially if you have a new product and you just start talking to people about it, it's a great way to get feedback for free and, you know, and there's, nobody's attached to it. Right. So right. it's just, Oh, Hey, that sounds like a great idea. You're getting people's honest opinion. Um, yeah. they're not trying to, you know, sell you something at that point when you're just having these conversations. And, and you know what, even when you have people who, um, who have something to sell. Like I remember I went to um, banks because I was looking for a salesperson and we couldn't afford it. And so we, you know, kind of approached them with, Hey, could we do this? It didn't work out, but I know that I want to use them in the future, you know? And Mm -hmm. so you're just making relationships. And I think in this space, it's because it is a new industry that is really like first and foremost on people's minds. You may not be able to help me right now, but maybe in the future you'll be able to recommend me. And and that's really huge and important. So that's why it's so important to go show your face. So people know who you are. They know what you're doing because in six months, 
they may come back. I know for me, like um, I'm dealing with a woman in DC with our, and she haven't talked to her in a year. And she came back and said, Hey, I'm ready now. I'd love to buy your product. And that was huge for us. But had I not put myself out there with her at an event and met her, then that wouldn't be happening today. Right. And also, if you don't want to go somewhere physically or if you have some kind of, you know, restriction for that, going online, Facebook has a lot of groups um, that are networking groups in this industry that are focused on just connection. And, and, and there, I've made a lot of connections on Facebook already. Um, I've gotten a lot of guests for this podcast through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you know, all of those things. If you look for the right, you know, if you look for the, the right hashtags and, and you just mm-hmm. do some right. research, take the time, um, and, and you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I was surprised how, how interactive people are when it comes to, um, these support groups and, and I'm not just saying that because I've been in other I've been in other groups for other things, and I've never really experienced this level of interaction and connection. So um, I think definitely agree. I think, and I think people, like you said, you know, just like with the personal going out to these trade shows, I think it's the same thing. It translates to this. What am I trying to say? It translates to be the same because even online, people are looking for those connections. They're looking for the the reach out. They're looking for to, hey, um, you know, maybe I could help you. Maybe you could help me. There is still that connection thing that's very strong online. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can't afford to go to some of these events, um, some of them, they're expensive. Yeah, and some of them will offer um, financial financial aid in some sort of way or scholarships if you look there there's a lot of those available for a lot of these events and you can volunteer at these events too i mean that goes back to what we were saying earlier but there's there are other ways that you can get in without having to pay a steep price so that's that's true in fact i know you know this group tokativity um is a women in cannabis group here in portland and they actually have um kind of pivoted their so sign up be to be if you bring something to share with a group of a food product to share with a group, then you can get in for free. And that's a great way. Like, you know, you just make some brownies or something and bring them to the event. They don't have to be infused. Right. Um, just like, you know, some cookies, something, a salad, just bring it to the event to share and you get in for free. And I think that's a great way to be inclusive. And that's another thing with this industry. I feel like we think outside the box mm-hmm. when it comes to these type of things. Because and that's why it's to. so important. You have to. Right. And you do. And that's why, you know, reach out not only to publications, bloggers and reporters, whatever, but reach out to trade events, too, because people want you there. They really do. They want the highest number of attendees. So if you can't afford it with, you know, by paying cash, look for some other way, like you said, to volunteer. They always need door people. They always need people to do cleanup or people to do, you know, monitoring or even admin. Yeah. You know, just offer because they all want people there and and there's so many industry trade shows now that i know like i've been to some where you can even get like a free you contact them they give you a free um admission it's the strangest thing to me because i think i went to one in portland it was the expo indo expo or something and so many people were there on a free ticket so don't be shy just reach out and go how could i get a free ticket to this event Mm mm-hmm Yep, and then if, if you're a writer in any kind of capacity, you could get a press 
ticket a lot of times if you say, hey, I want to write about this event, and you find a publication that will take that pitch. Sometimes you don't even have to go that far. You know, you could just say, look, I would like to write about this, and they might give you right. a press ticket um, or press pass, you know, not press ticket. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it's just basically just put yourself out there, and it, it's scary as hell, I know, but... Oh, my God, it is. Like, it when is I, so scary. When I first started this podcast, I just, like... I went and scoured at all these interviews of women in the industry and I just approached them. I didn't even think about it too long because if I had, I would have gotten all neurotic and in my head about it. <laughs> and so I just said, look, this is what I'm doing. And I'm sure I'm positive that in the beginning I was just super um, unimpressive with this uh, setup that we have. And it's probably <laughs> still very unimpressive, but I'm trying to make it better. I'm constantly working on it, and I you're doing a great job. I can't. You are doing a fantastic I, well, job. And I wouldn't be here without you because you really hooked me up with a bunch of people to interview in the beginning. Like you gave me such a boost um, as far as you know. T you should talk to this person, that person, and when I did, they were like, "Oh yeah, Leah," and that's just a perfect example of how this industry can work. It's like, yeah, all right. Well. Great. No, it, that, that's definitely, that's such a great example because, and it goes back to all of this. These are three proven ways to boost your brand because had I not done all the things that we talked about, nobody would know who Bake Smart is. And I have such a niche product that mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to get your name out there because one, it has to do with safety. Nobody even wants to know about safety. Right. But by doing all of this, I mean, so many more people know about my brand. And I get calls, you know, every week about people that I haven't talked to in months mm -hmm. and they're coming back. So I really encourage people to follow these three proven ways because it will boost your brand. I'm not saying you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow because mm -hmm. of them, but you're definitely going to be a lot farther along than you were. Right. And I know you can attest to that too. Yeah. And it takes time, you know, it takes time. It takes patience. And like, like you were talking about with a person who it was a year later, you know, sometimes right. people are really overwhelmed. You have to keep that in mind as well. They might not just be ghosting you. They might just be way too overwhelmed to reply right away. So just, well, we're all in the same boat, right? Yeah, we're yeah. all just like in this industry trying to navigate our way and it's hard. Yeah. Especially with all these rules changing all the time. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we have a lot more struggle to deal with, but I think at the same time, it keeps us on our toes and it makes us, it forces us to be more creative than any other industry, you know? Definitely. Um, so, yeah, so those are the things that we um, are talking about today. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're really important things to I talk about. So. You know, for women in business, this is a great way to get started and get your brand out there. Yeah. And, you know, we really encourage women to follow this. This is a, this is a pretty solid plan right. for any woman in business. Absolutely. It really is. And, um, you know, if you want to be included on this, podcast in the future make sure you reach out to us because we're always looking for people and we do talk about a lot of products but we don't get paid to do that and uh we don't get paid to do the podcast either and we love doing it so if you can help in any kind of way if you were interested in sponsoring us we would be forever grateful and um we can send you our sponsorship options if you email us like i said earlier at your highness podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and send us a, a direct message or um yeah on Twitter. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hi 
Or you can just, you know, yell at us in the void and we'll know. <laughs> um, again, the Twitter handle is Highness Podcast, H-I-G-H-N-E-S-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So um, follow us, reach out to us, and just or just make a connection because we're always all about that as well. Oh, definitely. We love connections because we have met, I mean, honestly, we've met so many amazing ladies so many. and just like randomly. Right. And there's so many beautiful women in this industry and connecting us all together. It just makes us stronger. And I mean, I've said this before, this industry is probably one of the best for women. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that women let's follow that our up. three let's proven ways. Up. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, no, definitely. Let's continue this trend and, and not make it a trend. Let's make it, you know, a, a constant. And let's let's all try to just support each other in the best way that we can. And it just make make these connections and these relationships whenever you get the chance. So, yeah. Well, it's really funny. I just want to close in this because I was reading something that said, you know, a strong woman sticks up for herself. An extraordinary woman sticks up for others. And we just we love all these extraordinary women that yeah. we've been in contact with Absolutely. because they all support us, support other women. And I just love that. Yeah. Because putting yourself out there, it, there's so many, um, there's so many possible ramifications. And so right, putting yourself out there is a huge deal. You know, it, it, that in itself, you are standing up for other women because you're saying, I do this, this is why, and it makes them feel better. It makes them feel safer. And it encourages people to, to educate themselves more and, and to fight the stigma that is so unwarranted about this plant. So, um, yeah, let's all continue to do that as much as Amen. possible. Amen. Amen to you, Diana. Oh, you too. Thank <laughs> you for joining us again today, Leah. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you and all the wonderful work you're doing. I and I you. love being on this. So thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here again. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. And by that, we mean take the high road when necessary and when possible and stay beautiful in spirit. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Our first guest today is Roz McCarthy. As the founder and CEO of Minorities for Medical Marijuana Incorporated, Roz is responsible for the day-to-day operation and is the chief strategist involved in developing advocacy, education, and marketing campaigns to promote awareness, information, and education about the efficacy of medical marijuana. Minorities for Medical Marijuana Incorporated, M4MM, is a Florida-based nonprofit organization based on advocacy, education, and outreach as it relates to the social, medical, business, and public policy aspects of the cannabis industry. M4MM is a membership-based organization working hard to make sure people of color have a true quantifiable opportunity to participate in this marketplace and are afforded adequate access to care despite their economic situation. So Roz, what inspired the creation of Minorities for Medical Marijuana and what is it? Okay, um, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> and it's a loaded question all in the same breath. Um, right. Uh, let's, start, let's start with the inspiration. Uh, the inspiration, um, to be honest with you, plain and simple. Um, in 2016, in the state of Florida, um, everything you would hear on the news was like, Amendment 2 is going to be on the ballot in November. Um, what is medical marijuana going to look like in Florida? 
um, you know, is medical marijuana, is it, um, is it something appropriate? Just asking, you know, questions in, in different um, news outlets or what have you. So I started doing my research. And as I'm doing my research, I start really thinking about my own personal story. Um, in 2005, I lost my mom to breast cancer. And um, her, her quality of life at the end of life was poor, to say the least, um, especially as she was going through the chemo and the radiation. And, um, and then I also have a son who is now 19, but at the time he was in high school, and my son has sickle cell. Oh. So I'm a, he has sickle, sickle, sickle cell disease. I'm a sickle cell mom. I've lived with this all of his life. He's lived with this. I've seen him go in and out of the hospital. I've seen the excruciating pain crisis that he goes through. So it made me start looking at and wanting want to do research about the medical efficacy and, and why is it that this plant has so many different benefits, however, it's illegal and all the different issues that surround it. And then if you start thinking about the social injustices that, that you know, all you have to do is just go on Google and start Googling it and kind of find out about the history of the plant, right. the history of, you know, different communities that are, that are, um, that have been affected by, um, arrest records and things of that nature. It really made me say, wow, you know what? I need to start an organization and, um, that really focuses on minorities who are in support of this, that we don't have to kind of live in this closet or feel like we can't have a say in what's going on with the industry as well as support it as well as be able to understand where is it, you know, is it the right option if we have a loved one that's sick or, or something of that nature. And so, um, you know, my background has been in healthcare all of my, my career, um, starting from pharmaceutical sales, going all the way into hospice, where I was a regional director of, of, of marketing and business development. Mm-hmm. And then I've done consulting with um, organizations, nonprofits. So this was like an easy transition. And um, you know what? You know how it is. You wake up in the middle of the night and just something came over me. Mm-hmm. I get on GoDaddy. I start kind of typing in different names and things that pop, popped in my mind. And um, it, this was it. And I, I created an organization, filed our paperwork on May 10th, um, 2016. And then we're about to go um, and celebrate our second year anniversary coming up in, in another month or so. That's awesome. And you're awesome. And that's why you were honored by the High Times Magazine. Congratulations on that, by the way. It was the biggest surprise in the world. It was like one of those things where you get an email and someone says, hey, well, um, you've been nominated. Are you? Are, are you? you know, it says you've been nominated for the High Times 100, um, top 100 influential people in cannabis award, and it has a little bit of paragraph and it's a gal and all the stuff. And it says, so are you interested? Will you be able to attend? Yes, I will be able to attend. So, uh, <laughs> right. Um, so how did that go? Right. What was your experience? Exactly. Exactly. I, I had no. I don't know how the the nomination process. Um. Uh, let me tell you this. We, in, when I started the organization, I was an organization of one that was masking an organization of ten. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, it was just I did everything. Website. I, I did all the marketing. I did you know I I contracted out for some of the um the logo design and things of that nature. But I, I funded everything the first year. I mean it was wow. just all me. And wow. so the second year, we started getting traction. We passed legislation in the state of Florida that, that focused on diversity so that license holders have to create a diversity plan. They have to talk about inclusion. They have to work with communities of color and helping to educate them about the plan. And so from that point to this, where we are right now, we're in 16 different states. We have, um, we have a full executive team, a full board. We're in the process of creating our advisory council. And so I, I saw 
thought to myself when I got the email, I'm like, well, how do they find out about me? But I'm thinking at this point, we really have done a lot of good, strong work. And you know what? When you do good things and when it comes from a good place, I think people can see it. They gravitate to it. They want to know more about it. Um, they want to tell other people about what we're doing. And that's how, you know, the recognition came into place. Absolutely. How, um, a little bit off track, but how can someone join um, the organization? And Because and I, I, I know you have different chapters also. So is there a way someone could open? I do. I do. I do. The opening of chapters and how that process goes is we, we actually have people that are in different states who find out about us and they're committed to the cause. They want to go, how can I help? How can I get involved? And we talk about different options. And some people are really, really aggressive where they're like, listen, this really, um, this is not their full-time job. Um, this is, most of, of the individuals that are in these different chapters throughout the, the state have either a full-time job or they are in, or they're creating a business in this cannabis space. And so, um, but they're really, they really want to be a part of something. Um, they really want to help with the, the, the public policy and shaping that so that we see good legislation in each, in each specific state. Mm-hmm. So our membership, we do have members. And I'll be honest with you, for individuals and for small startup businesses, we made the membership, um, the, the uh, amount is 100 bucks a year. Yeah. We did it on purpose because we wanted, we didn't, I, as you can imagine, you start getting phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, and people are saying, I want to do this, and they want to get involved. And, mm-hmm. and you just never knew who was serious or not. So we put a dollar value to it. And we gave them an exchange for that, that, that membership services that, to support them. And so we do have different levels of membership. We actually have a physician network that we have physicians that are a part of it. We have a legal network where individuals can, um, that are in the law industry, that are in the cannabis law and cannabis, um, contracting and things that, that nature that are, are attorneys. We want to have their information. We want to be that one-stop shop. So our website address is M4MM United. That's Emma's and Mary, the number four, Emma's and Mary, Emma's and Mary, united.org. And if you go to our members, it has all of our membership levels there, as well as if you go to the partners, it has like, um, you know, our, our legal network and how do you join and all that kind of good stuff. And mm-hmm. so it just, it made sense for me if I could figure out how to create this one stop shop so that if anyone was, especially from diverse communities, were looking for information, that they didn't have to go far, um, that they can, you know, click on a physician. All right, great. He's not in my area, but it's someone that I can maybe reach out to. Mm-hmm. I have questions, and we'll facilitate that. So it's been a beautiful thing so far. It is a beautiful thing, and I think you're offering it at a very, very, very affordable price, um, which I yeah. think it's good. It's accessible, which we all need in the start when we're all in startup mode, you know. Um, Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about the M4MM Hemp Project? Yes, absolutely. So now, so we talk about this whole cannabis industry, and we talk about, you know, um, it has been the green rush. And if you look at the revenue that's being generated, you look at states like California that have a medical, and now they have an adult use program. Um, you look at states like Colorado and Washington, and, and as it starts to spread and, and proliferate, you know, throughout, you know, moving to the East Coast, the one thing that we didn't want to miss out on, and we didn't want some of our black farmers to miss out on, because they're becoming a dying breed. Mm-hmm. And, and before, like, you know, I live in, in Florida. When I was growing up, my grandfather had citrus. Mm-hmm. Citrus groves, all, I mean, acres and acres of citrus. That's all gone. 
Yeah. And so you see a, a lot and lots of farmers, not, not only black farmers, just farmers, period, mm-hmm. where you've lost the industry. And so right now, yearly, $690 million approximately of hemp is imported from China into the USA. Wow. For use for, for industrial textile. Hemp is the kissing cousin plant of cannabis. Mm-hmm. It has a negligible amount of THC, so it doesn't give you that maybe that euphoria feeling that you get if you are on different strains or you have um, different makeup of, you know, cannabis or what have you. But hemp gives you over 25,000 different ways that you can use, utilize the plant from extracting the oil to use it for medicine to you can use it for, they have something called hemp creep where mm-hmm. you break it down to a, sawd- a sawdust-like material and you put it in, you know, you mix it with your concrete. It gives you a biodegradable as well as a green-friendly type of um, um, housing solution. Um, so there's so many cool things. The automotive industry taking it, taking it down to that sawdust level, and being able to um, to in the, um, introduce it on the panels of your door. Mm-hmm. It's, um, instead of having all plastic, they fortify the door with hemp, and it makes it stronger. So for impact resistance. Um, so we just felt like. Now that we know um, hemp is, is still currently federally illegal, but you're starting to see states that are coming on board, and as they're rolling out medical marijuana programs, they're going back and they're either doing research projects on hemp or they're doing limited number of hemp licensing. And same concept, this is one on one, this is economic development one on one, this is workforce development one on one, this is reaching back and taking care of folks in your community. So if you're a farmer and you don't know about this industry and you don't know what all the opportunities can gain you, that's what our hemp project is about. It's about um, explaining about the hemp industry, um, helping you to understand, um, you know, how to get into it, um, understand how to get your license to be a part of some of these research centers. Um, we have a, a vice president of hemp and public policy that's based in um, Atlanta. His name is Dr. Jackson Gard, mm-hmm. and he's responsible for reaching out to our farmers to setting up webinars and conferences for them to be able to talk more, to learn more, to um, we help support them when they're doing their application. So if, if they need any type of resources to make sure they have a full, complete application, we want to see these folks get licenses. They have acres and acres of land since it's sitting empty. And, and, and we know the sooner or the earlier you get into the industry, the better. And we really believe that once... Um, Cannabis is legalized federally. You're going to see the same thing that happens with hemp, and then you're going to see a new economic, uh, um, a new uh, 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 agricultural product that's going to create an economic boom. Yes, absolutely. That it's, it's, it truly could change the world. I think um, it, could, it could change it. Yeah, it, it absolutely. And it, 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 it starts here. I mean, the U.S. You have other different countries doing projects or whatever, but. I'm, I'm telling you, the U.S. is still the epicenter of innovation, the epicenter of agriculture, the epicenter of you know public policy. And you have so many other different countries waiting to see how what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, it, as you can hear the passion in my voice and yeah. how I feel about this, right. I just don't want um, communities of color to miss out on the opportunities and 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 and, and miss out on the potential they have to. To really create a, a new paradigm shift as you know things are changing in the in the country, and so um, that's what our hemp project is all about, and we're so proud of it, and and we continue to work on it on a daily basis. That's awesome. Um, that that is really incredible. 
And you've already answered this, but if you want to expand on a little bit, um, in what ways have you applied your experience in other industries to the cannabis space? I think, you know what, a lot of people go, you know, they'll ask me questions like, how do you feel about recreational? Do you support it? And as much as I I do, if I, I support, you know, adult choice and moderation in education. However, when I'm out here, and I'm educated in, in what my focus is. And as you can tell with the name of the organization, Minorities for Medical Marijuana, I do that because the 25 years of experience, starting from working in a healthcare, health, health nursing recruiting organization, going from that to a pharmaceutical, going from pharmaceutical where I spent um, seven years in hospice, and then I spent another three to four years working um, with youth behavioral health and those youth dependent that are, um, that are, um, on, on, on um, you know, uh, drug dependent, helping them be able to transition mm-hmm. from that dependency to independence. Right. I have a, I have a love and a passion for helping people on the medical side and, and, and providing better quality of life, providing solutions. And so, um, what it's prepared me for is that I, I have empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, um, I, I am a, uh, a, uh, a daughter who uh, has experience hospice mm-hmm. and so I can say I have sympathy and I have empathy because I've been in the shoes of individuals who are dealing with death and dying right. and who are looking for um, options um, to, to provide quality of life but I've also been on the business side and seeing you know and know the case studies and the things that have have been put out there so if I if I'm able to combine all this skill set with my own personal experience to then be able to educate a population of people who historically have had um, healthcare disparity issues, mm-hmm. access to physician issues, who had access to medicine issues. If I can be the, the um, you know, if I can be the lightning rod yeah. that, um, you know, that shines a light on the fact that we need education, mm-hmm. we need resources, we need, um, you know, information. Um, don't take the knowledge for granted in all communities. Then I think, I mean, it just it just works out perfectly. I mean, it's just almost like the culmination. Of you know of all your life experience, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. And, and I never thought in a million years. I'm, I'm telling you, never, ever, ever in a million years, I ever thought I would be in the cannabis space. I wasn't like a you know growing up experimenting. When I was in college, I was the only one. Who, yeah, I, I think, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. But I was the only one who didn't partake in, in you know at right. some point in time right. in their career. As an adult, I never did. At, at starting an organization, I never have, and so it was just almost like like. It was almost like you you put, you put someone that ha- doesn't have any preconceived notions and doesn't have like this. I want to take the um the common vernacular, the weed, mm-hmm. the pot shop. Um, even with um me naming the organization Minorities for Medical Marijuana, sometimes I get blowback about that. And yeah, I understand because marijuana is a, a negative name for the plant of cannabis. But when I created it, my background in branding. Right and, and um in business development, I didn't want to create something that people had to try to figure out. Well, what? Are you, right. Okay, cause, you know, in our community, we know what marijuana is, and yeah. when you're laying out when when you're rolling out legislation, you're not saying you know um we're rolling out a medical cannabis program. You're rolling out a medical marijuana program, and I want it to match apples to apples in regards to if this program is rolling out for the state of Georgia or the state of Florida or for the state of Colorado. I want to match an organization that's going to be working hand-in-hand to make sure that education and connection to the minority community is there. And so that's why I did it. But some of the, some of the, you know, the common, you know, slang vernacular and just 
almost like some of the stereotypes that have just, you know, have proliferated, you know, the country, not as well as the community. I just want to kind of get rid of that and really look at the medical side mm -hmm. and how there's so much benefit. And plus, it's not as catchy, right? Minorities. <laughs> to say minorities, but no, but I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's recognizable. Uh, no, exactly. well, it's, you know what? I, I will tell you this now. We have, we have, I had a great friend of mine who is an awesome, um, she's an awesome logo designer. And, um, not just logo, but she's an awesome graphic designer. Erica Crawford with Crawford, um, Crawford. Crawford Publishing and Design. I, I'm, I, she's going to hurt me. I just forgot it just that quickly, but she's awesome. <laughs> um, she created our logo, and when she created it, she really did a great job because mm -hmm. we, I just wanted something simple so that you remember it. And the M for MM, um, I, I say united because, I, and I'll tell you this one thing, and, and, and I, I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart how I'm so appreciative. Um, you know, we get in, in people that say, hey, was this only for minorities to be a part of it? Can I support you? And when I say United, we have met friends, we have supporters throughout the country that are white, black, red, yellow. I was just with a Native American um, group out in Oklahoma two weeks ago who we embraced one another. Mm -hmm. I had more support from, you know, um, Caucasian, Anglo-Saxon, Oklahomans who were looking to get this legalized on um, the attended conference. We had a table at the conference. I ended up having four people become members that day. Mm -hmm. None of them were minorities. Right. And it just makes my heart swell because they were like, you know what, Rod, we're so happy that you're here. We're so happy that you're doing what you're doing. It's needed. And, you know, if I had to say the one thing that we want to see more of, we want to see this cannabis community, some of the big time corporations who are coming on board, we want to see them really embrace diversity and not just talk about it and right. say, yeah, yeah. Do we, something. Yeah, yeah. I want them to put, do something. Put your money where your mouth is. Absolutely. Take a little bit of reach. You know what? Take some of the profits you're making. You're making a find some organizations who are doing good things and partner. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, by if you don't do it by funds or resources, do it by name. Um, share share up some spotlight together. Invite us to come out and work together because it really makes a difference. And so that's my challenge. I wrote an article after the High Times Award, mm -hmm. and um, the article the article itself was. Um, long story short, it was, it was called the Wakanda effect. Oh yeah, I um, read that. Mm -hmm. Did you read that? Yeah, okay, it was so amazing. Black Dollars. Yes. <laughs> so I wrote that because you look at the movie The Black Panther, and I was going to see it for the third time because I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. It was a great film, but I just also it makes me so proud to see that that the the the, the uh, cast looks like you, but also that you know the people that actually wrote the film, the directed, the um, cinematography, all those folks were coming from um, backgrounds that are similar to yours and who were able to deliver an outstanding product. Because if you like it or not, it was a great product and it, and it shows in the dollars. And my and, and my one thing that I say to the cannabis um, community and this industry is, is that you have people that come from various backgrounds, black, brown, red, yellow, um, women, LGBTQ, elderly, that they, we have some, we're not all in one box. Right. Experiences and we have um, sometimes creativeness, creativity rather, that you should tap into and hone in on. And so um, I wrote the article traveling back from Los Angeles. It's on our website under blog. Mm -hmm. It was um, it was just it just inspired me from seeing the movie, just thinking about how can we do um, something similar in the cannabis space. Um, how can we um, you know get some of those equity investors to find, you know look for some of these these up and coming small businesses that just need a little bit of capital to take it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. 
and your return and your investment, your return on investment will be so huge if you invest in them. And so um, that's one of our missions as an organization as well. I love that. Do you have any advice for women entrepreneurs who are new to the industry? I do. I, you know what? I would say get yourself linked up a, a couple different things. Um, you know, you have to go and you have to step out of the box and you have to step out of the cannabis closet. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard, ladies. I know I was there. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I was running a nonprofit, you know, a, a, um, a person of one, pretending like I was a person of 10, uh, you know, an office of 10. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all this stuff. But you know what I was doing? I was being, I was I'm not being honest with myself because my Facebook didn't say that I was running the organization. My other social media areas, I wasn't promoting on my personal. Um, I was kind of like, you know, I'm doing this, but I don't want anyone to know I'm doing it. And one day I had an epiphany, and I did, I had an epiphany, and I was like, you know what, why am I not, I'm over it. I'm like, this is what, this is the space I'm in. I'm not going anywhere. This is, it's it's either this or bust. I, I, I really mean it. Like, if this doesn't pan out, I'm, I'll be in the poorhouse for the rest of my life, right. but I know it's going to pan out. And and when you first have that conversation with yourself to say, you know what, this is the space I'm supposed to be in. I'm not turning back. Come out of the cannabis closet and start looking at roots, looking for events. I'm coming out to the community to find women who are in the space. And don't be afraid that when you go to some of these events or, like, there's something coming up, um, Indosus is coming up with one of our, our media partners, Greenwise TV, um, April 20th, and um, it's an outdoor event in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Go to these kind of, like, you know, informational symposiums or what have you. Go there, soak up the information, soak up, you know, the, the connectivity. Get some business cards of, of women that you see, and you just go up and introduce yourself. And ask them to tell you their story. And they will tell you how they got in. They'll tell you how they were successful. They'll tell you about the challenges. They'll tell you about social organizations that you can be a part of, like Women Grow. Um, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, it depends on who it is. If they know about minorities and medical marijuana, they'll tell you about that. There's organizations like Latinos for Cannabis. Um, there's um, Cultural Association, um, Cultural Cannabis Association, which is in New York. Um, there's so many all, um, I shouldn't, I don't want to say off brand, but there's so many um, um, different organizations that are really focused on helping, um, you know, women, especially women of color, to really figure out where your place is in this industry. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I would say is just when you know that you're going to do it, just make your mind up, come out of the closet, and do your research and start, you know, putting yourself out there and yourself and your brand. And you don't have to have a lot, just a business card and a concept. That's mm-hmm. all you need, and then start go to work. Yeah, that's so true. And it, sometimes you have to do it little by little, but <laughs> it's but, the only way we exactly. can fight the stigma, you know, because there's so many yeah, people exactly. out there and, that are doing this for the right, you know, the like I don't want to say the right reasons, but from a good place. They're coming from a good place, and there's a lot of curiosity, and I think there are a lot of people that are willing to provide the information. And organizations like yours are so vital. I, I would, if I had to do one piece of it, if I had to give one piece of advice, when you have, uh, there, there's not, everyone who wants to be in the industry that is, or that's interested in the industry or who's going to make, um, make nice revenue or make, you know, do very well in the industry are not going to actually touch plants. It right. could be all the other ancillary services. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I would just highly recommend and, and, and words of just advice is that stay true to 
to who you are and your passion and what you've been doing for the last 10 years, 15, 20, 25 years. You know, if, you, if you've if never grown before, I mean, you could be a part of a collective group of people that want to grow up their license, and you may not be a grower, but you end up being in that group. That's fine. But know where your niche is, where you already do very well, and just figure out how to translate it over to cannabis because that's the key of it all. If you're, in a, if you're a graphic designer, web designer, then just translate some of those skill set over to the cannabis industry. Those same, the same clients that you have outside of cannabis, the, the cannabis clients need you too. And they're coming up and they're growing so quickly. Absolutely. And so I just say, just stay, stay close to your passion, translate that over to the cannabis side, and then push out your business from there. And I, and I think you'll win um, as you go forward. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you have a specific call to action or anything to promote? I know there's a lot going on with your organization. There's a, a lot going on, but I'm so excited. So, okay, listen, you guys, it's May 10th, 2018. It'll be our second year anniversary. And you've heard my story. You mm-hmm. hear what's going on. You, you feel the passion. You know what's, um, what's important to us. We want to, we are going to have a, a second year anniversary celebration. It's going to be in South Florida and Miami. We're finalizing all the details and venues, so you got to check. Um, we're on Facebook, M4MM United, just backslash, so Facebook.com backslash M4MM United. Um, you can find us there. Make sure you go like us. Please yeah. go like us. Yeah. Because we need you. If you say, if you like our page, one thing about it is we keep it updated. We have such good content. And then also for our members, when you have content, our goal is to help push you out there. So, our content is a lot of times comes from our members who say, "Hey, Roz, can you share this with the with um, your followers because we want to talk about our, um, you know, um, we're doing this event and you know, and we and we push it out there." But long story short, May tenth, we're going to celebrate and we're going to have a great time. It's a Thursday evening, um, food, um, 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 fun, um, you know, just um, networking and sharing and just really just celebrating. Um, normally, I would say we're going to, you know, just have people talking or whatever we're not we're just going to have some great music and great fun times um april 20th we're working on something really really special um for 420 up in atlanta mm-hmm. i can't go over the details yet right now but we'll have that forthcoming in like the next five to seven days but awesome. just think about this it's going to be a a networking opportunity on top of possible uh, film screening of a really unique uh, film that's in the industry and so we will have that ready to go. And, um, and then of course, um, we, we have something called, um, our DICE networking mixers and DICE meetup. Mm-hmm. And DICE, D-I-C-E stands for diversity and cannabis experience. And so we have those that uh, pop up throughout the, throughout the country. Um, it's basically when people say, listen, we love the concept. We love what you're doing. We're trying to enter this space. We need more help. We need more assistance. Help us, help us. Can we just get together? And it's just like a meetup, and we just we um, we do it periodically. Um, and so those, that those dates are on our event page as well. And then um, I would say the last thing is um, last year one thing that we did um, to support um, the legislators who really stepped in and, and supported us last year to help us pass legislation um, regarding diversity. Um, a, a lot of these legislators were members of the, of, of the Florida Black Caucus. Mm-hmm. And so we went around the state of Florida and we did these community forums. And the community forums were actually in community centers, right in, right smack dab in the community, um, in the legislators in the senator's district. 
and we had a panel of license holders. Um, one of our platinum partners, truly, and we love them. They support us. They support diversity. They push it out there. They embrace it, and they put their money where their mouth is, and I can't tell you how much we, we um, appreciate them. Um, but they were on the panel along with um, Shakira and some other license holders. Mm -hmm. We have a physician on there. Um, we had a law enforcement agent on there. Um, I was on the panel. Long story short, it was an opportunity for people in their community to ask questions about the program. How do I find a physician? How do I get a dispensary license? And we gave them the reality of what's going on in Florida. So we're going to do a second round of those again this year, and they're going to be in every – I mean, we're, we're shooting for at least eight to ten districts, you know, from Jacksonville all the way down to Miami. And so you guys have to make sure you stay tuned for that as well. Awesome. I really appreciate you taking your time today with us, and we really appreciate everything you do, and you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Can't you. say enough. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I want to come back because we have updates. Absolutely. Um, Anytime. And I want to, I want to keep you guys, uh, you know, tuned into what's going on um, and from, from this, um, from this um, viewpoint. And I just encourage anyone, it does not matter who you are, where you're coming from, or what have you. If you go to our website, if you have questions, if you want more information, if you just want to dialogue, if you just need a resource and need information, I don't care what it is. Um, we want to be a, a, a resource point for you. So all questions that come through our, our website get answered. Um, sign up for the newsletter so that you know exactly what's going on with the organization and what we're touching, as well as what's going on throughout the country. And the, the website address is M as in Mary, the number four, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, united.org. And our number is 877-900-0832, And I'm Roz McCarthy. And thank you so much, Roz. I appreciate you. It's been amazing, really. Yeah, thank you. Our next guest is Ozzy Oskevila. Ozzy is the owner and founder of Oob Lifestyle, a digital publication and lifestyle brand focused on cannabis for health and wellness. She's a certified doula and founder of Alternative Mothers Group. She also sat on the board of advisors for Marin's first freestanding birth center. She is passionate about creating safe and supportive community spaces for women where they can learn and communicate. Her Activism led her to create her most recent venture, OOV. She believes fostering positive dialogue is at the forefront of normalization and ending stigma. Ozzy and her chef husband lead a mostly holistic life and enjoy raising their two kids in beautiful Marin County, California. So, Ozzy, what inspired the creation of OOV Lifestyle and what is it about? So, for me, OOV is really um, a community and um, and, you know, in this day and age, community is different than how it was, um, you know, in, in other, during other times. But uh, community for me is like our Instagram followers, our Facebook group. Um, you know, I think community can mean different things for different people, but it, I think it's really virtual now. Mm hmm so I see it as a community, um, a platform where people can share their stories, positive stories, um, where we can create, um, you know, relatable and good content, educational content, um, and really like a, a first resource for people that are interested and intrigued and wanting to learn more about um, the benefits of cannabis. Awesome. 
So there's a lot of different types of content on on the website, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now we're um, heavily content-focused, and then we're kind of moving into a larger event space. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have definitely some things planned for the future uh, to kind of just provide more value to our followers. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's a really beautiful website, and I love the stories that are on there. And I, I just, Oh, thank you. It's an awesome concept. Um, how have you applied <laughs> experience from other industries to the cannabis space? Well, I'm uh, actually a doula. Mm-hmm. I've been a doula for several years. Um, and for those of you that don't know what a doula is, we support women uh, or people during uh, the birth and postpartum period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have always had a fascination um, with uh, the way women are, and not just in their physical bodies, um, but the way we kind of come together and support each other and collab- that collaborative Um And I think that is extremely important in the postpartum period, but in any kind of big transition of the life, to just feel supported and that we have safe spaces to communicate um, and have dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I created Alternative Mothers Group then, um, which we have several chapters at some point um, here in the North Bay, but um, which is an extension of supporting women um, just in a virtual way. And uh, it's now it's like a more of a Facebook group community, but mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, it was a lot of play dates and um, just opportunities for women to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, were those so, women, yeah. uh, were they all canna friendly in the alternative group or did well, that I how it started? The majority of um, the women in the group tend to make more natural and holistic decisions for themselves and their families anyways. Yeah. And to me, I see that as a, um, you know, I see cannabis as, as just any other um, herb or supplement that you would bring into your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, our I would say our group members tend to be more open to cannabis um, in general. So it, it just became like a natural progression. And, you know, when I started being more open um, and honest publicly about my um cannabis use the feedback that I got from my local communities was really supportive mm-hmm. um, and just they started opening up to me and I started doing these little parties at home um, um, I just think it's one more area that we can be really supportive of each other um, and hold space for each other and yeah um, that's how it all kind of came to be. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Did I get off on a tangent? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, what would you say your favorite aspect is of your work? Ooh, my favorite aspect. My my favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur is um, being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like the vision, the marketing, the branding, and also the networking. I love meeting new people and like this, this conversation is like the, the highlight of my day. Oh. You know? um, but, uh, yeah, I think in terms of entrepreneurship, that's, those are my favorite aspects. Um, yeah. 
yeah, that's really awesome. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to see that like there's more safe spaces for women that are especially raising children um, to, yeah. be, to feel safe and comfortable sharing their stories. Um, yeah, and also I, I realized, I mean, we all know that there are parts of the country where you can't be open about it. Right. And um, it's still a, a real issue for some people. And um, just for those of us that can be open and are in more um, progressive areas in that way, um, I just, I think, you know, giving those women a voice and um um, providing like a uh, relatable space and positive story for those women mm-hmm. um, is so valuable. Yeah, it really it, it is, especially like just yeah. you being out there, I think makes a big difference for a lot of people. Um, yeah. How has, speaking of your stories and I, I read your story on, um, on the lifestyle website, but can you tell us a little bit about how cannabis impacted your life, both professionally and personally? Oh gosh, that's a big one. <laughs> I um, professionally, I could say with one hundred percent certainty that uh, cannabis has probably fueled my entire business. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I when I consume cannabis um, in this creative space, and the focus and energy is amazing as I'm sure you know mm-hmm. um and yeah I mean it's definitely been a positive uh extremely positive thing for me in my business um and personally I I mean I'm a parent I have two children it mm-hmm. can get a little tough sometimes right business. I really um, liked what you said about uh being more present but the way you put it. Yeah. I liked I really liked what you were saying uh about listening to your child and yeah, like, actually grasping what they were saying and <laughs> But exactly. you said it you said it's it better like, than that. <laughs> you know. Oh, that that post yeah, that um that was one of my first uh blog posts I wrote and that that still to this day has the highest views. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but no, it's true um it provides focus and clarity but you know depending on the product or what strain you use um kind of in a different way it can be like more energetic or more calming Mm -hmm. so i it's definitely helped me you know in more areas in my life than you know a couple (laughs) right yeah that's awesome. Yeah. I, I highly recommend everyone checking out that blog post. Well, all the blog posts, but that one was really, I love the way that you put it, you know, the, it was, oh, it was like a different kind of, you know, aspect of that conversation. I, I mean, yeah, I think parenting is hard mm-hmm. and, you know, I think if we're, we're talk more about how hard it is and try to find different things that work for you what it doesn't have to be cannabis whatever yeah. it is Safely. you know meditation right or maybe you just need to go get a mani and a pedi one hour a week whatever right. it is yeah um otherwise it just keeps repeating itself the toxic cycles exactly yeah exactly so um, yeah so uh what advice do you have for content creators or entrepreneurs who want to break into the cannabis space um i would say Take what you do now well mm-hmm. and apply it to the industry. Don't try to do something that you're not good at already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the industry is right
right now. Um, you know, I think trying to learn a new trade at this point is probably, it's probably not the best way to go. So, right. um, yeah, we're at a point where just take what you do really well and put it into the industry. Um, that's my opinion. That's a really <laughs> so good if it's one. Marketing, do that. Yeah. If it's, you know, if you love dirt, go do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. There's so many different ways you can apply your, you know, otherworldly advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's loads of everybody and it's, Mm-hmm. It's just the tip of the iceberg, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So do you have anything to promote or any calls to action, anything? I know you said you, were, you had some things going on in the future with Ooze. So. Uh, yeah, we have an event coming up. We are working on um, doing an annual um, gala called the Ooze Gala. It'll be uh, based in the Bay Area for now. Um and we're still trying to figure out uh, a couple of things with that, but it's on our website if anybody wants to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're think we're planning an LA trip pretty soon, so we want to bring there. So that's something that people could watch out. And I would just say like subscribe to our newsletter because um, to be honest, there's so many things in the works that I just can't really um, talk about right now. So I think <laughs> that would be the best place to stay current. Awesome. And and people can yeah. just sign up to your newsletter on your website, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. And we have a, a free cannabis one oh one um e guide for anybody that signs up. I saw that. It. Yes. That's so awesome. That's awesome, really. Yeah. It's it's very, very cool. And I, I love what you're doing and I'm Thank so you. happy to have you on the show today. Appreciate it. Yeah. I love, thanks for having me. What an honor. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast, brought to you by Cannabis Women's Alliance and Good Vibes Marketing Agency. The Cannabis Women's Alliance was founded to bring community, guidance, and inspiration to women working in the cannabis industry. Good Vibes Marketing Agency is a digital marketing agency that creates organic content for organic solutions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, you can email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com.